0: Welcome to Real Herbalism Radio, show 257, recorded at Big Dog Studios in Eugene, Oregon. This show is made possible by The Real Herb Market. Do you make herbal products for sale? At The Real Herb Market, we connect herbal makers like you with people who appreciate the power of natural herbal care. Become a seller at The Real Herb Market today. Visit them at therealherbmarket.com. Is your website ADA compliant? Do you even know what that means? If not, get your free ADA compliancy audit from mudpoddesign.com slash free dash ADA dash audit today. Now here are your hosts.
1: I'm Candace Hunter.
0: I'm Patrick Hunter.
1: And welcome, welcome to, to Real, Real Herbalism, Herbalism Radio.
0: Radio. Uh, aroma, the sense. I mean, is there anything more appealing than, you know, fresh roses or dandelion or, you know, a good meal? I mean, all those aromas that we take mm-hmm. for granted and things that zip us back to our childhood are just, you know, it's, it's, Scent is incredible, and she was so right on on, on talking about aroma.
1: Yeah, she was.
0: Yeah, and oh, and, and this she, by the way, was Erica. She, we should yes. probably say Erica. Yes, Gal- Erica. Galton. I
1: was so glad that Erica came on the show and and had a chance to stop and talk with us for a bit. She has got so much wisdom and so much um, knowledge or learning experience, all of it wrapped up into like one wonderfully joyful shell. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Uh, a shell as it were shell i thought it was great that she you know i mean i knew that she was an uh, she was an herbalist i knew that she was uh, an aromatherapy or aroma and uh, central expert really but i really know that she had made it. she was harvesting and doing her own and and doing the distilling and all of that i mean she was you know it's almost like a one-stop shop with her um she also you know when she was talking about hydrosols i those are interesting too, because we've made hydrosols. You and Sue actually made hydrosols. A yeah,
1: more. we did. We tried making our own hydrosol with lemon balm quite a while ago, and it was really fun. It was an interesting experience. I mean, we didn't have like a still or anything like that. We just did a really folk method style. Of it was very doing folk. It. Yeah, it was very folk. A couple very of folk. old, couple of old pots, and yeah, I think yeah. there was a brick
0: involved. <laughs> yeah, and there was some boiling <laughs> and some. St- Theme, but i'm sure you know, nothing like what she's probably producing with a you know container oh, with a coil and a cooling mechanism and a whole thing you know um, oh yeah
1: yeah but, and you know her her rituals that she does while she's doing the distilling that's the kind of stuff that you don't think it sounds kind of woo woo like oh that's oh, not really gonna work it doesn't
0: sound like Candace. it's totally woo-woo.
1: yeah it, <laughs> it's easy to say oh that's pff, whatever that doesn't work What I've noticed is that a lot of times when I have tried a variety of herbal products without necessarily knowing who made them or how they were made, just, you know, trying them, it seems almost like nine times out of 10, the ones that have the best effect, that are the most powerful, that are the most useful as really herbal remedies come from people who have done exactly what she's doing. They have a ritual, they have an approach, they get their minds right while they're working the energy that they bring into it makes a huge, huge difference. So, for instance, you know, a handmade hydrosol from Erica is probably going to be a more effective hydrosol than one that was mass-produced, you know, from a done in a large facility with people who aren't really that close to the plants that are just taking in tons and tons of plant material and producing it.
0: As you were saying that it reminded me of um restaurants and fast food. Like yeah. you know, when you make a hamburger at home. Yeah. In and, and I remember being a kid, well it doesn't taste like McDonald's. You're you're right, it doesn't. But and when I started to think along that approach as well, like every hamburger outside of the home has a artificial flavor. Yeah unless you go to a really good
1: one of those fancy pants, artisan, artisan pub types yeah. of places. then, then yeah. you'll get that. But get the good stuff. Yeah. Anything
0: that's mass produced, you know, whether it be your local, uh, what do they call that, chain pub store, right, uh, or you know, McDonald's, they all have this flavor about them. This, this yeah, maybe. And I don't want to offend some people, but a deadness about them.
1: Yeah, they don't have There's the same energy, energy to them. Yeah, that
0: they don't have the same energy, the same. Yeah, you know the, the you know patting the patties together and making, choosing the buns and cutting the cheese and getting all that stuff, and then the intention that I'm going to make you something wonderful. Right. Right. And yeah. you know, until you until you said that the way you said that, that is the first time in how many years that we've been together that I said, now I know what she means.
1: Yeah. <laughs> See, I have. I figured I keep repeating myself in different ways. Eventually. Eventually, I'll find the right words.
0: I, I can't be taught. <laughs> uh, it just takes many, many years.
1: Well, oh. Some of us hang on to the old way of thinking longer than others.
0: I just never really made that a, that connection before. And, you know, you're building or creating with intention, you know, yeah, it uh, really, making with intention.
1: It really, it really does make a difference. I mean, I want to pretend that, you know, the movie Like Water for Chocolate was just this big fantasy. But the reality is... If you're really feeling joyful and loving and caring and nurturing when you make a batch of cookies for your family, the cookies will taste one way, which will communicate, honestly, the joyful, the careful, the loving, all of that. Right. And if you're really angry and you make a batch of cookies, exact same recipe, everything the same, it won't taste the same. There will be an edge to those cookies and they won't be as satisfying to the family they won't be what they quite expect
0: that'd be a fun experiment just to just to see
1: i may have ex- lived that experiment a few times you, you've been angry when you were baking in the past at times
0: <laughs> you may have experienced that, but with that idea in mind of like intentionally banking with intention of yeah. happiness and joy or getting me really really angry and then going off and making cookies for you <laughs> <laughs> would that would that would that still hold would, true would that knowing that knowing batch a or batch b and then giving it to some third-party person say do you like batch a do you like batch b
1: yeah you know i uh, i would say that i i personally would hypothesize that the ones made with joy and love and all of that would be the preferred batch of cookies pretty much all around.
0: That would be a great experiment.
1: It would be an interesting experiment. I'm going to put this experiment out there that I've done. I have a couple of them that are involving essential oils. When okay. you, when you and, and the son were much younger, when he was much younger, there was a lot of friction in the house at various points for various reasons. And I made it a habit of putting a drop or two of lavender essential oil on your pillow or on his or spritzing them with a hydrosol. Also, generally, lavender, sometimes rose, but usually lavender.
0: I'm feeling violated at the moment.
1: I know. But lavender is reputed to be good at calming the nerves and calming energies, you know, just getting people to emotionally balance and and calm down. And it has been... Reported that I've read that it's particularly helpful for men, that men tend to respond to lavender in that way more readily than women. So there have been a few times where I've used that because there was some huge fight happening in the house and a lot of friction and a lot of tension, and it was explosive and unpleasant. And I thought, well, if I can get you two to sleep and calm your asses down. Oh, I just swore. Calm yourselves <laughs> down. <laughs> then maybe I could get things moving again.
0: <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I, I
1: can I can say that I was really quite frustrated and um, as the older folks say, fit to be tied at that point. <laughs> so I tried it, and I have found I, I've done it a handful of times over the last decade, and I have found that it is a very effective tool in calming down individuals who need to just, you know, be more effective. So that's my experiment, one of my experiments.
0: Well, we've, we've used essential oils, you know, at the house off and on over the last 20 years. Um, mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, and I usually pull them out when tensions are running high. I tend well, to do that. Well, there's
0: two times they get pulled out. One, if there's sickness in the house.
1: Yeah, I do that too. Yeah. Um,
0: and then, if, you know, the other thing, now I know that if the, <laughs> the diffuser's running, tensions are high. <laughs> so, um, but I, I, well, even today, you know, before we were uh, recording, and we, I'm, I've got a stressful time right now in, oh, in my yeah. other job. And you know, breaking away to do Real Liberalism Radio, and, and sometimes it's not where I, my headspace is. Right. And so I get really stressed out, um, and then I lash out. And before we actually sat down to record, um, I had a suggestion. I said, you know, hey, maybe we should get a diffuser in the office here. And, uh, yeah. you know, and I, and I thought about it. I was like, you know, that'd be so nice to just It just takes the edge off. And I mean, and, you know, I've got, sure, I've got alcohol in the fridge, but (laughs) I don't need to keep drinking alcohol to take the edge off.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I I think a a diffuser would be a better choice all around.
0: (laughs) Well, yeah. uh, You you know, especially when you can um, accentuate. The moods that you want, um, if you want to be more relaxed, there's there's essential oils. If you need to be more peppy, there's essential oils. Um,
1: I have studies. I think there was a study in Japan where they tried a variety of different essential oils. And if I remember correctly, um, bergamot was one of the top ones for increasing general happiness and contentment in the workplace, as well as productivity. So people tended when they... Um, like the stuff they use in Earl Grey? Yeah, like the stuff they use. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I think lemon ranked <clears> up pretty <throat> high too, with you know having a positive effect on people. So the the takeaway from it was if you want to enhance that sort of you know positivity, but also efficiency and and more productivity, then the citrus family was a good one to look at. Mm-hmm. And there have been various other studies that look at like they. Um, effect of essential oils various different essential oils on sleep or on you know love making or you know right. there's a bunch of different ones that have been done. I don't have all the stats or remember everything on all all of them and I didn't think to look that stuff up before we well, recorded yeah, this. yeah, <laughs> but I,
0: I mean it, this isn't about the the stats and the numbers and that. I mean right. there are studies you can go find them um you know Erica's got a lot of stuff that she sourced in the back yeah. of the book so if you really really want you know the the heady numbers, you can get them. Um, right. We're not... Our show isn't always about numbers. It's not always the about numbers. stats, yeah. And, you know, it's, again, it's... it's about you know, experience. It's, well, it's the practical approach to herbs, you know. Yeah. Real life, real herbs, real easy, and that's the idea. Um, yeah, we could quote stats and stuff, but... And one wants to hear all of the... So, right. I mean, yeah. I've read some of the studies. Yeah. They're so boring. <laughs> yeah, they are. <laughs> I mean, my my two favorite pages of most studies are the are the are the synopsis page. Okay, yeah. thanks. Got it. <laughs> good, good enough, <laughs> you know.
1: I can say that way like a couple decades ago, early on, long before the child had arrived, um you were a student and at the time I had read something about how certain essential oils were supposed to be good. And so I bought this blend for helping you, for helping with focus. Right. So I bought this blend of rosemary, ginger, and I think it was lemon, the third one. It was a simple, relatively simple blend. And I told you I was going to diffuse it while you were studying because you were struggling and you were really, you were really stressed out and you were becoming rather cranky. It wasn't very fun. So I thought, well, maybe if I can help you this, with this this way, that'll help make your educational, finishing off your education experience more comfortable. Right. And at the time, you had a bit of an edge about you, and you were like, that's not going to work. That's just stupid. Whatever. Ugh. And I did it, and I just did it for you. When you were sitting down to study, I just did it, and you grumbled, and after about, I think it was a week and the first test that you had after, the first big test you had after I started doing that, you just quietly started doing it for yourself.
0: <laughs> well, be, the other thing, too, is that it it became a... Um, it's like a ritual. Set, well, ritual and setting your, your, your space. Yeah. And what you were going to do. I mean, I... I do that if I'm in a woodwork, you know, I I go in my garage, I, you know, I turn on music that I want to listen to. I, maybe I crack a beer, you know, I set the shop up the way I want to do it for the things I'm going to be doing. I I have the intention, you know, and I don't just go out there and throw something together and and do it unless I have to. It's usually, I'm intending to work for a few hours at least. So I'm going to do this. And if I put my space in there, right. And my headspace right. Then I'm, I'm ready to be productive. I think, you know, before we sat down today, my headspace wasn't here, and this happens often when we record: is my headspace isn't here, and you know maybe you know if we get that diffuser, we mm-hmm. have to, maybe an hour before we record we put down, the diffuser on, <laughs> set the space, you know,
1: use the stay calm and focused yeah. essential oil blend, which was based on that early one, yeah. Just calm <laughs> and,
0: and maybe, but that again, that yeah. you know the Pavlovian response of, oh, I'm going to be doing this, or I'm getting ready to do this, I need to switch gears. Yeah. Because oftentimes, you know, we I'll be working literally up to recording. Oh, yeah. And then, you know, between the space between recording and work, you know, or a bad email I just got might be, you know, five minutes. And that's yeah. not fair to you. It's not fair to the listeners. It's not sure. fair to sure, our so process. Yeah. And... um you know, I, I, I don't know, I just... Maybe it's a challenge,
1: a... you know, the challenge that you're facing is something that all of us face at various points, and it gets harder when things are more intense, and it gets easier when things lighten up, but it's still there. The whole point of a lot of different meditation practices are about learning how to tame your mind and get it to focus in the direction you need to focus in at any given moment. And it isn't for some woo-woo reason, it's because if you can't focus your mind, then you're going to end up in these states of discomfort a lot more frequently. So, you know, we have sciences, I mean, yoga is like a science built around how to make the choices that will help your your entire health structure right. on all levels, including your mind, be more enjoyable, you know, to just be healthier and all of that mm-hmm. so we all face it we, we all face that those challenging times and you know i've been reading cause, you know i am woo woo and i'm gonna just say that i am and oh I, I, <laughs> I think that's
0: been well documented on this show
1: i've been reading and listening to the astrologers this year talking about all the various astrological things and what the planets are doing and what the meteoroids are doing, and they they use words like conjunctions and trines and all this other stuff. It's very fancy language, and I really don't understand a decent portion of it because I haven't studied it, but what I'm getting from it is that a lot of the things that I'll see, I'm like I'll listen to an astrology report at the end of the week for the week that has just passed, and I'll have noted okay you know this was stressful this person was having more struggles that one was less these are the types of things that were going on these are the challenges I've had this week you know me thinking about that stuff and I sit down and listen to the astrology report and the thing that amazes me is how much the energies that she she or he the the astrologers talking about are reflected in the actual experiences of the people around me most of whom don't even think astrology is a real science. So the energies of everything around us have an effect. You know, you, you eat some food and your toenails grow better. It's all connected, Right. you know. So I figure what she talked about with doing the hydrosols and doing the ritual and all of that, that's also connected. It's all connected.
0: If you are an herbalist who wants to build a business working with plants, you do not want to miss the third annual Herbal Entrepreneur Conference. This year, the five-day virtual event held from March 22nd to 26th and will be the event of the year for herbal business owners. The host, Yolanda Joy, has pulled together an incredible lineup of speakers, including Rosemary Gladstar, Margie Flint, Nancy Phillips, Lucy Jones, Talil Al-Ahmad, and many more. These successful herbal business owners will share their best tips strategies, and ideas to help you on your journey to grow your own herbal business. Believe it or not, right now you can get a ticket to the Herbal Entrepreneur Conference for free. Just head over to herbalentrepreneur.com to register and you'll get all the details you need to attend. Sent to you via email. I've already grabbed my ticket. Get yours now.
1: I think our big thing this week is going to be to, I've got a diffuser at home I can bring in and I'm going to do that. No, 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 no. We're going
0: to get one.
1: Oh, I've got a good one at home. I like it. I just don't use it because it uses a candle.
0: Oh yeah, and but we have that's a parrot.
1: Fine. We have a parrot at home, so I'm like, well, I go find that. I mean, if I can't find one, I'll go buy one.
0: But oh man, I want to get the ones that do the smoke, the, little, well, the,
1: little the vapor. steamy kind. <laughs> we can do that. We can get the fancy pants vapory one. You know,
0: I, I like the. Look. It does feel like it's doing something, right? Doesn't it? I mean, that's, that's so that's so commercial, right? Right. You know, I know the other one works because we've had it for years, right? And and it, it you know it's a little copper it's vessel pretty, with a stand yeah. and a thing, I, and it looks great. I, it's it's very um, steampunk. Yeah, it you is. You know, and then but I'm like, I saw those other ones, and they go, they do that. <laughs> <laughs> they make a cloud, and it looks All like right. it's doing something. All right, we'll but do. but you know, we'll because here's that. the thing. You still need a diffuser for your room and the bedroom and any of this clandestine essential oils you're going to be doing to people.
1: Um, (laughs) Well, I do those in spritzers. I either make an essential oil spritzer or I get hydrosols and I blend those. Okay.
0: (laughs) Okay. Um, Is there a good place... No, well, Erica's book is actually probably the best Erica's way to go. Erica's book, yeah. Because yeah, I was gonna say a good place to really learn blending, learning that stuff, um, yeah. doing that thing. And I remember, yeah, she's got some great recipes in that book. Yeah. Um
1: and she teaches classes too.
0: Yeah, so, yeah, 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 definitely. You could you could go in and get some some online training yeah. with her for sure.
1: Yeah, she would be my first stop. There's another one that I've been looking at. It's called, if I remember the aromatic studies. It was the school? It's the the herbalist who runs it is named Jade Shoot Shoots S H U T E S Jade Shoots. Mm-hmm. And I've seen a lot of really interesting and what looks like really fun lessons coming out of there too. She's got a database that I just happened upon, which maybe has always been there, but and I was taking a look at her chamomile essential oil um, monograph. Uh, this week. And so that one looks like another like of the of the two that I've been of the ones that I've been looking at the two that look most interesting are Erica for mm-hmm. sure, Jade, and I think it's the School for Aromatic Studies if I remember correctly. Right. And then Tisserand's Institute is also. It's always a good one there. They get more sciency there. So it kind of depends on what approach you're looking for, I guess.
0: Right. But you know I I know it seems like we're winding down a bit, but I I, I do have to bring one point that as you were speaking that I I thought of and something that Erica had mentioned was the sheer volume of plant material that goes into making an ounce or a, a drop. A drop of essential oil. Yeah, how that's, much plant material it takes yeah. to do that?
1: It varies from <clears> plant to <throat> plant, but even on the ones that are the most abundant, like lemon, which the reason lemon essential oil is it's so cheap. Expensive is yeah, it's exactly. Easy to get. It's yeah, exactly. It's there, it doesn't. You get a lot of essential oil out of one little lemon peel.
0: Right, um,
1: but it's still a lot of lemon peels to make up that little bottle.
0: So you know, there are some. Companies out there that um you know are are producing the this product, and you know I think her idea or her method or her not her stance maybe is on the whole um resource and abundance yeah. and you know these are finite yeah. in their in their production, and the more that you know we tout how good they are, the more people want to right. use them, which is great i mean you know they're a good thing. But we have to be respectful of that. So, you know, if you have a choice of choosing between, and now this is going to be a hard thing for me to say because I'm Mr. Bargain Boy, but if you have a choice between, you know, a $3 essential oil blend and the $10 or $15 blend and it's the same,
1: quote unquote, same same things,
0: I can guarantee you, you're going to get more potency. And longer life out of that larger bottle than you are that smaller bottle, or or those those equal bottles at the same price.
1: Right. What you're essentially saying is, go for the quality, and recognize the quality will be reflected in the price, most likely. Right. And if it's handmade artisan level, like what Rebecca or not Rebecca, like what Erica is doing, that is the level you want to be aiming for.
0: That's what you want to use. I mean, you wouldn't use. Herbs that are on the edge of a freeway to treat somebody, and you right. shouldn't use, you know,
1: manufactured, manufactured essential, oils. essential
0: oils that are not um, sustainably sustainably harvested, yeah. harvested or grown. Uh, and those, it just you got to make a stand. The only place that we can make stands oftentimes is with our pocketbook. Make those choices to reward those com- those companies that decide this is the way to do it and don't give your money to the companies that say anyway all the way all the time yeah because, you know yeah. we go right back to the beginning of our conversation the expensive bottle was made with intention and love yeah. and 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 everything in, in there the other one was just made
1: yeah the other one was taken yeah it
0: was just made yeah you know and the intent on that one was just to make money
1: yeah yeah
0: so anyway, I think I just wanted to point that out because she's mentioned that a couple of times. I think I, I can't that is, stress that big enough point on that.
1: Yeah, that that's that's one of the big reasons why I wanted to start the Real Herb Market too. So that we are creating a space that helps to hopefully give handmade herbal people who, herbalists who make the products by hand, mm-hmm. who are putting that care and intention into what they're doing. It gives them a marketplace that's devoted to them instead of one where they're competing with the manufacturers. You know, right? that quality uh, really matters. That intention really matters. It makes the best herbal preparations.
0: That is one of the things that is the goal of the herbal um, herb market is high-quality, um, intentionally made products, develop, um, developed and made by individuals.
1: Yeah, and sold by those individuals. Yeah. We're not... Doing the selling or the handling or anything, they're doing all of that themselves and they're making the profit themselves, mm-hmm. which I would prefer to see because I want herbalists to be in business, and not scraping by. I want herbalists to be in business and and happy, living life in a way that is fulfilling.
0: Well, you know, having yeah. their bases I mean, covered. How many herbalists have we met over the years that you know it's a sideline? They yeah. want to make it full. They want to do it. But they can't yeah. seem to break through the barrier of um quitting their day job, if you will, because they can't sell enough product or they don't know how to do their websites or whatever it is. Yeah. Um,
1: or they've been undercut by large manufacturers. They've been undercut. Which is yeah. that's shameful yeah. that that should happen. No. Yeah, I want to destroy the myth of the starving herbalist.
0: <laughs> yeah. I actually I, I can see that. I I wanna I wanna I wanna elevate individuals to make a success from the things that they love to do. I mean, yeah. you know, I'm, I don't love making herbal products. That is not my jam. Um, right. But I love making the tools that make herbalists the ability to promote their stuff. Yeah. So that's where I like. That's where I fit in. It's very tangential. But, <laughs> right. But uh, that's the idea is that, you know, that's the podcast. That's the website. That's, you know, everything that we've done is about that.
1: Yeah, it's about helping people find success with herbs. Pretty much. Yeah. So speaking of success, Patrick, Mm -hmm. we need to check in on our New Year's resolutions.
0: Oh. We are
1: almost two months into the year now.
0: Yeah, and before we go in there, yeah, we're two months in the year, and where are our listeners? We have put out the call. We have (laughs) got the forms. We've got the things. And I haven't seen one of y'all share your... uh, your 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 new year's resolutions we have
1: not had anybody share theirs and i decided early on that i was going to assume it probably is because the the years for many of us got off to a much rockier start than expected i mean it did but we had in america we had political unrest that was shocking and then there were reverberations from that and then we also have had storms and weather that's shocking and reverberations from that
0: true enough i mean if you if you're if you were in texas and your goal was to work out every week or every other day uh, yeah that wasn't happening that for the probably. last all of last week for right. sure um i get that um so back to the thing so anyway it's still not too late Check yeah. in, see how you do. There's no but okay, reason why you, can't,
1: you can you can always start your New Year's resolutions right here, right now. Right, you can just start them now. You can change. You don't have to wait for your, next year.
0: Call your spring resolutions. Exactly. Okay, that's a good one. So,
1: so how are you doing on yours, Patrick? I, what was mine? As I recall, <laughs> yours was involved with bike commuting.
0: Oh, so I have done bike commuting. In fact, I looked at my um, one of my apps that I used to track it last night and. Um, I'm averaging uh, about 60 to 70 miles a week. uh, Nice. By commuting. Nice. Um, Usually it's three times a week. Uh, I've only, I've skipped a couple days because the weather was just too too cold. You know, I I would go out in the morning one time and it was really cold and I get to the office and my hands were burning and I just decided that that was the threshold. Anything below 38 degrees, not biking. Mm -hmm, And mm -hmm. if it's pouring out, I'll wait for 45 minutes. Doesn't work. I'm 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 riding. I'm driving in.
1: You did arrive at work absolutely soaked to the bone once, and I was like, "Wow, I, I'm impressed that you did it." You told me that you got it started raining. You were like quarter of the way into the bike ride, and you felt you were too far to. Yeah, turn I couldn't around. turn back. You it just, was just going to yeah. do it. Just power through.
0: So the front of me was wet. If yeah. I would have turned around, my back of me would have been wet. So <laughs> I just went forward. Yeah. Um, so I have been doing it. The bike has been awesome and i'm not making any money on this but if you are considering an e-bike go look at the rad rad powered bikes is really good yep they're and, awesome and
1: and the reality is you could actually because you have a refer there's a referral program and if you're interested like, in yeah. <laughs> if you're interested in in doing getting a bike and you want to get an extra 50 bucks off feel free to let us know and right. be
0: happy to give you a coupon code for it. It but... reminds me, I, re- I referred you for a bike <laughs> uh-huh. and I have a, I have Amazon gift card I have to go use.
1: Yes, you do. So... Got something fun. Um, you could buy me a birthday present.
0: Oh, excuse me. <laughs> How many things did you get already? <laughs> you, yeah.
1: Um, the bike being one of them. Uh, That was an early birthday present.
0: Yeah, there's a few things, but that's okay. Um, So I was doing well. I am doing well. I'll be biking in tomorrow. How about you?
1: I, my first part of my New Year's resolution was just to get my diet a little bit more under control in January because I was really, I got way off the rails with eating way more sugary treats and grainy things than was good for me through the holidays. Mm -hmm. And I did manage to do the majority of that. I still haven't quite kicked my Reese's peanut butter cup habit. But I received a gift for my birthday that I think will actually help me get that under control. Oh, yeah? Yes. My lovely son's girlfriend. She's not a daughter-in-law. They're not getting married. At least not yet. But she gave me a bag of 50 Reese's Peanut Butter Cups because it was my 50th birthday. And I thought that was absolutely delightful, and in fact I decided that I will treat myself to one of those every week. So one cup a week gets me through almost the entire year, and if that's all I have, that's actually better for me. One a week is much better than 70 in a weekend.
0: (laughs) Well, to be fair, it's also... You know, I like them too, and that's a problem. So when we get together and we both like them, well, we buy too many of them.
1: You turn 50 soon enough. Maybe you'll get another 50 of your own.
0: Um, no, I'll want different things. But
1: <laughs> <laughs> So anyway, I, I did the majority of that went well. So I did buy myself the bike, which I was planning to do if I could get my diet under control. Mm -hmm. And I got it. And I have learned how to bike again, which was pretty awesome. And I'm much slower than you. It took me a while to get my coordination down. Because even though they say it's like riding a bike, you never forget. The fact is that after 30 or 40 years, you might start to forget. Mm -hmm. And while you're not... Forgetting intellectually your body, my body, is not the same as it was when I last biked at age 14 or 15 or 16, whatever it was. It's definitely a different shaped body (laughs) with (laughs) with different capacities. So learning to bike again was not that hard, but it took me a few weeks, which for me, you know, I started off with just my first rides were like a mile or two. And then I worked up to three miles, and now I'm up to eight miles for a ride. So that's really, for me, that's really, really good. And um, I've also noticed that my legs are getting a lot stronger, which is not surprising. I noticed that there are some of the minor muscles, like in my calves, that I need to work on. And I saw my Feldenkrais practitioner, and she gave me an exercise to do that will help with that. Because what I noticed was that areas that didn't used to hurt started hurting. (laughs) Which I suppose is pretty normal for exercise, new exercise. But, you know, I've been looking for ways to manage those things. I've tried, um, at one point my knee was sore after biking. It was, I think, the first day that I did a seven-mile bike ride and my knee was sore. So I used the uh, cannabis balm on it. Mm-hmm. And I've got a blend that I've done with cannabis and amanita mushrooms and Solomon's seal root. And I think I put a uh, cottonwood balm in there, balm of Gilead in there. So it's a fairly simple blend, but it's really, really effective. And that I put it on before I went to bed and I woke up the next morning and there was absolutely no pain and I was fine. Mm. Normally that would take... A couple of days of staying off of it, so I was pretty pleased with that. Mm -hmm. So yeah, my overall my biking is improving. My current my current working goal is three rides a week, a minimum of five miles each ride. And I've gotten myself worked up to seven to eight miles is doable, although my legs feel a little bit like jelly afterwards. So, you know, gotta be careful. (laughs) Don't mess up a knee,
0: but. Oh yeah, and you know the other thing is that we've biked together, which is nice. You know, I know you always like to walk, but I'm not a walker, so biking has been kind of fun.
1: Yeah, that's been fun, and I've gotten out with our son too. We've Mm -hmm. gone for a couple of rides here and there. It's been kind of fun.
0: Cool. So So, yeah, let us know.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I hope other people are enjoying. Some benefits from the New Year's resolutions they've been working on. And if you haven't yet started yours or you started but then stopped abruptly, there's no reason why you can't get started again.
0: Hopefully, it'll go well for you. I mean, yeah, all is not lost. You know, no. when, they, when, they, when you're trying to make a habit change or you're going to do something um, that you like, give up beer. Okay. Oh,
1: that's a tough one. <laughs> yeah.
0: If you do your best and you just, you fail one day.
1: That's all right.
0: The next day you just keep trying. Yeah. You know, every day is you, a new day. If you keep you have that intention and then when you have the the day that you don't have one uh, you know, pat yourself on the back, you know? Yeah. You're like, "Hey, I did it," you know? Mm-hmm. Um I've gone through that many times.
1: Although I would suggest that you may not want to reward yourself with a Reese's peanut butter cup every day. <laughs> no. no. That's why I said
0: a pat on the back, not a on the a, back is better. Not a substitute. Yes, for maybe idea.
1: a nice cup of of peppermint tea would be a good one, or spearmint tea. That would be a better reward.
0: Okay, you you go that. Yeah, right.
1: <laughs> I like cinnamon tea. That's a good reward. It's very <laughs> sweet. I think I've got a sweet tooth going.
0: What does okay. that mean? All right. <laughs> so with that,
1: put Home an herb on, on it. it.
0: The statements made about herbs and products on this podcast have not been evaluated by the United States Food and Drug Administration, FDA, and are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent disease. All information provided on this podcast or any affiliated websites is for informational purposes only and is not intended as a substitute for advice from your physician or other healthcare professional. You should not use the information on this podcast and its affiliated websites for a diagnosis or treatment of any health problem.